welcome back x's and t podcast fans hey it's danny here you guys i am so excited to be back with you guys have to thank every single person for your support for sharing the podcast for wanting to come on and for everyone who wants to come on a second time so i just want to say you guys were back at it again with another amway episode because you know what we have no shortage of Amway stories here, you guys. And um, you guys are going to love this one. So quick disclaimer, as always, I, my guest, we are not here to defame anybody. We're not here to defame any of the lines of affiliation or Amway themselves. Um, if you want to join this organization and you're a grown-ass adult, you do you. I would highly encourage you to listen to a lot of these stories. Hopefully, it'll change your mind. But that's up to you. I can't tell you what to do. Um a lot of the upline, if we discuss anybody, their names have have been changed or we will refer to them as whatever their title was, whatever fucking stupid gem they were. Um, but don't sue me. Like, whatever it is that I need to say, everything's alleged based on personal opinion. Like, don't fucking sue me, okay? All right. <laughs> so, ready and excited to bring back with you guys. I have Taylor. He was a part of UR Association, and he's back at it with us again. Thank you so much for coming back, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited. I really enjoy talking to you. I think you have a lot of high energy and you have a lot of good shit to say. But last time we talked, we talked about your experience in is it is it is it UR Association or like your association? URA? Yes, it's it's URA, but it's it's your association. That's so lame. Which is why I went by the name URA Sucker on my uh, my blog handle was URA Sucker. That's right. That's right. And we'll definitely get that linked in the, um, the podcast show notes. But the Financial Jonestown, if you guys are not familiar again, um, Taylor started a blog way back in the day about his time in URA. And last time we were just talking about this before we started recording is last time we spoke, something that you had said just totally sparked a memory for me. And that was that um, your upline made some sort of negative comment about playing softball on the weekends. And softball is your hobby, right? Correct. So more than a hobby, it's a passion, I'd say. But yes, technically totally. it's a hobby. Oh, absolutely. I, I love softball. Softball was the sport of my choice. So when I remember and recall my time in Amway, a lot of the things that they talked shit about were hobbies. And mm -hmm. I think the things that you have mentioned about all of the hobbies that you have, I think you have a fantastic perspective to tell us what it was like to hear from stage them talking shit about the things you're passionate about. Yeah, it. I remember the, the, he wasn't my direct upline. He was one of the emeralds that spoke. Um, was he was he was a rising rock star too. Um, and it's like the the whole weekend, and you can go back and read my my initial blog. Come to my seminar it was the very first blog I ever wrote about just how what a total Charlie Foxtrot that whole thing was. So I'm already irritated. I mean, I'm sleeping in a hotel with five other grown ass men, um, which is illegal, you know. Which you know is kind of funny to me, you know. And we're we're we got two guys in a bed, one guy on a floor, you know. Um, you're not getting very good sleep. You're up late night, the sleep deprivation. And I remember just thinking that so far I had listened to a whole lot of nothing. You know, this was, this was my first conference since I joined, I'd been to a conference the year before and really liked it. But now that I was in, in and trying to build a business, I realized that these upline diamonds were talking about a whole lot of nothing. 
So I was already irritated. So he gets up on the stage and he's, and I remember I had, I remember looking at my notes from that conference and there was a big bullet point that said, immerse your life in this business. And I don't immerse my life in any one particular thing, you know, other than maybe my faith, you know, obviously I don't necessarily talk like a man of faith all the time. Don't act like a man of faith all the time, but I'm very strong in my faith. But that would be the only thing that I would ever, if somebody told me to burst my life in one thing, that would be it. And, you know, they, they often, another couple have talked about football games, why you shouldn't go to football games and why you shouldn't go to cut, you know, another upline at another event that I went to was talking about concerts and why you shouldn't go to concerts. So already I'm kind of like rubbed the wrong way. But then when he, he made a sarcastic comment, he's like, yeah, I guess we'll just start our business when softball season's over. And that was like, that struck a chord with me big time. And I thought about it and it's like, I mean, I was, I never thought about giving up softball ever, 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 not, you know, softball, coaching, music, call of duty, things that I love to do, lifting weights. I've never thought of ever giving up anything, but I thought about it. It's like, what could, sometimes I, I formulate an argument about how I defend something if that topic ever came up. And I thought about it this way. Okay. I, I, and I spend money on softball gear, you know, I have a, I have a, really nice roller bag and you know a few bats in it and but it's like when i buy this bat i pay the money for the bat and the bat is going to hit the softball i pay the money to buy the bat because the bat is designed to hit the softball the materials they make it's meant to hit it very hard very far and i know that when i put my practice in to softball i take a lot of tea practice a lot of live vp there's no guarantee that I go out and hit lights out in these last couple of seasons. It's kind of proof of that. I haven't really hit to the standard I'd want to, but nevertheless, I've still had some good swings. And, you know, I don't always hit a home run. I don't always get a base hit in that hole that the defense can create, but with enough practice, I will. I know that. I know that if I practice hitting home runs or I practice hitting base hits or hitting gaps, that I will do them at, at an efficient pace. So, I'm getting a fair exchange from the time I put in a softball. I know that when I first started playing call of duty, I was awful. I mean, I was, I would run teams and I'd be the first one eliminated. I was terrible. I hated it, and, but I practiced more and more and more. And now I can actually hold my own a lot better than I used to because I practiced. I, I did repetition. Um, when it comes to weightlifting, you know, I may be only able to curl a 50 pound dumbbell, but with work and right form and everything, I will move up to 50, 60 to 60, 70. 80 pound dumbbells, whatever. If you do the diet right, you'll get more fit. When you put these efforts and all these hours into what you're doing, results will show from it. What can Amway say about that? Can they say the same thing? No, they cannot. And that's yeah. what kind of like I realize is like these guys are full of crap. It's all about mind control. Get us to the next conference. Get us, give us your money. Give us your money. Give us your money. Keep them playing. Keep them playing. Keep telling them that if you don't go to this conference, you'll be six months behind. Yeah, financially. <laughs> You know, you're going to, you're going to be set back financially, but who cares? Give us your money and we'll keep telling you what you want to hear so that you'll grow your business. It's game time, you know, but that's the whole problem. It's like when softball on, on game day, I can say it's game time. Cause I'm going to play the game, but when you're in Amway, it's never get, you never get to play the game. You're always doing preparations and weekly business briefings, which is just, I, I just, the, the term makes me want to punch a kid in which my cat is actually sitting at the edge of the bed. I probably shouldn't say that. I love you, Stella, but it, it, it's, there's nothing that, that you gain from all those hours and all those tapes and all those plan showings, you know, you might recruit a sucker or anything, but like, I, I was under the stupid impression that people were making money and they weren't. 
after all that diligent yeah. effort. And so it's, it was like, you know, I can, I can get to that later. Cause I remember talking about how Mr. Prince, who I labeled him, my blog was talking about how you should only buy your own products. And he said, you know, you never see Tiger Woods wearing Adidas, but Tiger Woods gets paid to endorse Nike. Nike pays him to wear the products and he gets all of his stuff for free. It's a little bit different. You know, there's a lot yeah. of, you know, BS pretenses under what they say. Sorry, I'm rambling. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I think you bring up fantastic points. It's you, you put in the effort. You play the game, you have the results. And with with Amway, I think you have a fantastic point. Like, it's all just practice. They always say, oh, well, you keep practicing and you'll get better. And they they use that the, the analogy of the 10,000 hours of practice, which for the record, I didn't hear that from Amway first. I heard that from Rocky Balboa first. Well, actually, it was Mickey, yep. if we're going to be real. Mickey, yep, Rocky three. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's that same concept of practice, 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 and then you, you know, you do the thing and you get the result. But with Amway, what the fuck is the thing? And I'm telling you, there really is fucking nothing to it. You quite literally have to go and talk to somebody. And sometimes it's just the fucking luck of the draw. They don't want to say that luck has anything to do with it, but it totally does. Like, sure, it takes something to be a good salesperson. I was fantastic in sales. I would never go back to sales, but I did fantastic in my job when I did sales. I was fucking terrible at, quote, showing the plan and dropping the message because I did not – well. I would say deep down, I knew what I was doing was manipulative. I did not actually believe in it. And if I can't do it, why the fuck am I going to go tell Joe Schmo in the canned beans aisle that he needs to do it? You know? Yeah. So when I think about the concept of practice, 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 there is no fucking results in Amway. I I think it's rigged. If I'm being like 100. I have no idea how I can't. Absolutely. Right? So but when you're talking about these hobbies, a lot of it too is mental fucking health. I think you made a fantastic point when we were talking earlier about burnout. I mean, that is something that I hear so many times over again from every person that I talk to. It's that when they got out of the business, they were burnt the fuck out because you're talking about day and night, 24 seven, all they think about is Amway. People are giving up their mattresses to sleep on the floor until they get whatever pin level, or there's no PV and TV. They get rid of their TV. They're quite literally from the moment they wake up till the time they go to bed, which is usually not till really fucking late. It's constantly nothing but Amway. Mm -hmm. I think you had said it really well that that will quite literally kill a person. So it was it was funny how you mentioned how the game is rigged. One of the games rigged. The couple that I wrote about in my fantasy football piece, and I named them Jackson Terra, which it was kind of funny. Which, by the way, fantasy football. On a side note, the person who got me into the business, not Matthew, who was my blog sponsor, but the guy who got me into the business, and he he actually got out before I officially became started we're actually in the same fantasy football league now i was thinking about that today but that's awesome jackson tara were the were a young couple young married couple they were already emerald so when i got to conference they were the first ones to speak and i was actually very excited to hear them speak because i want to know how they do it how did they just come in there and just start kicking ass and taking names and then they said who their sponsors were mr and mrs prince the upline die the upline crowns I'm like, and my face just dropped. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So it's like, you kind of wonder if they're just picking and choosing who they want to be. But they, they had a saying in the in the business that was really popular, and Mr. Prince used this over and over in, in his speeches again. Earn your pillow. I guess they had run a uh, show to plan late at night or something, and he had gotten home, 
at like three or four in the morning and went to sleep and he was laying on his pillow and said, man, I've earned this pillow. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I understand that. I mean, they provide a lot of great motivational quotes, you know, it's like earn your pillow, earn your break. You know, you go hard in the gym, earn that, earn that rest day, earn that cheat meal, you know, whatever that stuff like that makes sense. But it's, it was like, I was telling you, if you, I, I love softball, but after I play a softball tournament all day, believe me, I'm excited to be home. I'm glad when wherever we play, however it works out, it's good. I'll be back for the next tournament, but I love getting home or, you know, and go and get something to eat and just chilling. I, I love it. When I put in a good workout at the gym, I, I am so looking forward to coming home and crushing some food and just relaxing and playing Call of Duty. And the point I'm trying to make is, is that I cannot do anything, no matter how much I love it. I can never immerse my life in it and just do it eight hours a day, you know, 10 hours a day. I, I would just, you, you would grow to hate it. I mean, I don't, I couldn't lay in bed all day, you know, laying in bed all day or being dormant. Like when I had, when I hurt my back and I couldn't go to the gym or do anything, man, I was, I was miserable. So for them to just act like, oh, you know, you should live this, live and breathe this business. And it's like, why it's not putting any money in my pocket. At least the gym, I get some muscles you know, <laughs> with, with yeah. softball. I get some, some fun and competitive energy out and get some bad energy out and things like that. But I mean, it's, and people were just latching on every word of that. And I mean, because the bottom line is they thought they were going to make money, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, it's like earn your pillow so we could suffocate you with it. Pretty much. God. And they would say to me and uh, me and my friend Jessica, we were just talking about this. Jessica was my upline. Well, she married the guy who was my upline. And I try to say this in every episode, but like, fuck you, Robert. Like, actually, like, I fucking hate you. But fuck you, Robert. Talking- <laughs> Yeah, no. So the reason why I say this, and I'm going to say it in every fucking episode, at least I'll try, is the fact that Robert was an abusive piece of shit to his wife, and my whole upline co-signed that shit. They told her to be quiet, don't say anything, just keep building your business, we'll sew into him. It got physically abusive by the end of it. She was very open about her story. If you guys haven't heard Jess's story, please hey, Robert, do. you suck. I'll punch yeah, you in the oh, face, yeah. Robert. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just, I'm like thinking back And I'm just thinking about all of the things that was told. And it was nobody ever died from sleep deprivation. That was one thing that they commonly said to us. And I'm thinking to myself, that's like, that's not fucking true. The amount of people, I'm so sad to fucking say this. One of them, she came on anonymously to share her episode. But another guy that I spoke with that um, was also part of the business, both of these people got into car accidents because of sleep deprivation and they were praised for it they were praised oh this person was out showing the plan and 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 got into a car accident and then they would end up still having to go to a board plan after the fact whether it's the next day the day of it's just unbelievable the amount of sleep deprivation and how dangerous that actually is my thing is when i'm sleep deprived like i remember the first time i went i was raging i was laying in that bed raging it's like i had sleep apnea real bad and i was snoring really loud and one of my a-hole roommates kept hitting me with a pillow waking me up because i was snoring too loud and i'm telling you i was bubbling i mean just raging in that bed and 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 it's just like i ended up getting him later in the room he punched me in the face like, I'm like, are you fucking, it's freaking serious, you know? And because that's the thing, sleep deprivation gets people hostile. It gets them chipping at each other. I mean, I was, and the second time I got more sleep, but I was still pissed off. I mean, it's just, it's like, bro, I am a grown ass man. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm six to nine, 280. I'm three, I'm 300 plus at this time. 
you know, sleeping in a sharing a bed with another grown ass man. Like it, it was just, I'm like, are you kidding me? And so like, no one ever died of sleep deprivation. You ask, ask if somebody's gotten killed because the other guy was sleep deprived. Exactly. Exactly. I talk a lot about the guilt that I feel because I have the sleep deprivation that I had and driving and having a child. And I do feel a lot of guilt for that. Um, but when it comes to the things that they're telling us, right, like you need to lose sleep, you need to immerse yourself in this business, this business needs to literally be your entire life, eat, sleep, oh, barely sleep and breathe Amway. And I mean, even straight down to limiting people's food. There's this one girl mm-hmm. who came on anonymously too. Hannah, she talked about the fact that they limited her food budget to like, I think $50 a month. And the rest was supposed to be Amway products. Now, I don't know about a lot of other people out there. And we have a home of four people. We try our best to eat as healthy as possible where it's possible. And it is not necessarily the most expensive, but it's not exactly the cheapest option when it comes to eating healthy. When you're talking about including fruits, vegetables, and and meat. If you're a meat eater, I am sorry, yep. vegans, not sorry. But mm-hmm. all of those different things cost money, especially if you want to get good quality. I mean, hey, if you're balling on a budget and you're buying some cheap stuff, I, I'm not here to judge you. That being said, though, this poor girl had $50 a month to, to buy groceries. Danielle, my month of grocery bills is about $300 a month for me. Damn. Well, I mean, I'm trying to get, you know, 285 grams of protein, 252, 275 grams of protein a day. That's a lot of chicken. Yeah, you know? oh yeah. A lot of whey protein after the gym, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's tough, you know, but you know, you want to have you want to have a better looking body. You got to do what it takes, you know. But that's the whole thing. I'll spend my money to buy quality groceries and good food. And yes, that does cost money, but, but when I spend, when I spend that kind of money on food, it's expensive. Yes. But I know that if I stick to this diet, I'm going to get a much healthier and much more fitter physique because of it. And the same cannot be said with Amway. You're spending all this money because they're saying that it's going to get you rich or you're going to be financially free. And that's the thing. It's, and that's, what's funny. Cause you talk about immerse your life in this business. It's the bait and switch. They start out telling you, this is just something to make some extra money. I was like, I yeah. could use an extra five, 600 bucks a month. That's kind of what I was going for. But then it was like, go diamond or you're a loser. But you're right. It's, it's, it is very bait and switch. I, when I sat down with my now X upline, I'm, I'm thinking about the, like you said, it was, what if you could make an extra like five, $600 a month part-time in addition Mm -hmm. to your job, part-time. Okay. Part-time to me is maybe 15 hours a week. This podcast for me is part-time. I spend 15 hours a week, roughly doing like editing, uh, interviews, talking to people, recording, like with all of that, it's about, it's part-time. I don't make money with this if I'm being like 100, but I do it because I enjoy it. This is something that I love, but Lord knows I cannot fucking immerse my life in it. There are points in time where I need a fucking break. And let me tell you, it is very challenging to take breaks because I feel guilty. I feel like if I'm not recording something or editing something or doing social media, I am failing which is the worst mindset to have in the world because that I I don't want to hate this, but you get burnout. No matter how much you love doing something, you get 
burnt the fuck out. And actually kind of going back to what you're talking about with baseball and you go in, you get the practice and you have the result after you play the game. I'm thinking about like when my child started baseball, my kid started out at zero. He had never played before and he was going in to play essentially like little league minors. Okay. These are kids oh, who have wow. been playing. Yeah. <laughs> These Certain are kids who have been playing. Since they were five, six years old, I was the T-ball kid. I started from T-ball, went up to majors. I got an injury, and I had to stop playing. But I did go on to play rugby. Shout out. But the the point is, though, is that my kid started from zero. And everyone with Amway starts at zero, right? My kid, he was dedicated. And he has very supportive parents and grandparents who would take him to the cages. We took him to the cages every single Sunday. We went to the cages and my dad got him a hit away. These things are fucking fantastic. Oh, I, I, mean, I've, I've been, seen, I used to have a hit away. Aren't those dope? So they we bent, we bent one of his bats because of how much he was practicing. <laughs> but anyway, so from, from starting at zero over the course of, I think the season was in total three months long. By the very last game, my son was able to catch the ball. He was able to throw the ball and make it to the other person. And he hit the ball on his last game. That was amazing. That was his goal. He reached what he wanted to do after three months. Now, let's talk about Amway. Amway, I put in more time. And most people put in more time into practicing for the first three months in Amway than someone would going to the batting cages every Sunday, plus having two practices a weekend practicing with their parents. Okay. By the end of my third month in Amway, I had nothing to show for it other than I lost um, in my first three months. What is that? Like $1,500 plus some, because you're talking about function tickets. You're talking about ditto. You're talking about um, the materials, everything that you needed to buy. So let's say $2,000 is what I lost in my first three months, which is more of a waste of fucking time Amway or baseball. Yep. I mean, hell I won. I won my first ever solo battle Royal in call of duty, like two mo- a month or two months in after I first started, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, you can make progress anywhere, you know, you do it, do it enough, but that's the thing about Amway. You just, you, there's people who, I mean, Matthew was in for probably a year or two before I got in and was probably there for another year or two after I left. And he obviously didn't stay because he ended up having a kid. And the question probably to him was, do I do my ditto or does my kid eat? Yeah. And, you know, he kind of realized that it wasn't working for him and he, he left, you know, he never, we never really talked about it. We've talked one time since I left the business and I tried to, I just reached out to him and asked him how he was doing, but we, he didn't address the elephant in the room. And so I just let it be, but he's, you know, he's not even from the area. He's, he's in Colorado now, you know, and I think he's doing pretty well for himself. And, you know, he's, he was a good guy, man. Just, he was just trying to do the best for his family and, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's like one thing that I, I always try to talk about, especially if you were not in the business and you're listening to this, nobody gets in with ill intentions. I don't feel like, I don't know, unless you're like the guy who started all of these fucking organizations, one of those, I feel like those people had bad intentions from day one, mm-hmm. but everyday folks like us who are getting in, it's because somebody came to us and said, Hey, I have an opportunity that you can do part-time on the side of your job, make an extra five, $600 a month. It's actually pretty easy. People do it all the time. Great. Dope. I sit in a seminar and I see a guy talking some shit that I really understand. Oh, he's saying words that I like to hear. It's motivational. It's inspirational. I love it. But 
the thing is, is we do eventually like wake up. We do eventually see this is some bullshit. You can be like Taylor and be out in a very short period of time, which is awesome. And while you were in the business, Taylor, and you have these hobbies on the side, and I know you said like there was never an inkling for you that you were ever going to give them up. Was there ever any that you like any time that you gave up for these hobbies for Amway, like maybe a function or a meeting? I want to say I, I skipped out on a rec tournament on the local just paper roster tournament to go to a thing. Um, it, that's the thing. I kind of just waited out. You know, it's like, I don't really need to go to this tournament. Nothing was going to come of it. Um, now, had it been a tournament where, because that, that same year I played in a conference tournament. The conference is the most elite circuit in the nation. And I had a chance to, I got picked up by this conference team for a week, for just a weekend tournament. I mean, we, I was just an, an extra body. We weren't, we weren't very good. It was, it was, we went 0 2, but the chance, like a, a chance to play in a major tournament. No, I, there, nothing. Jesus Christ kept, would have came back and I'd be like, hold up, get, let me get, come back, come and get me Monday. You know, <laughs> nothing would have ever stopped me. I mean, Matthew could have chewed me out and I would have, I would have told him to stick it where the sun don't shine. Cause I mean, those were the tournaments that was the, I was trying to get on that elite circuit for years and you know, the chance to play in those tournaments, I'd never would pass that up. But, um, you know, there was the sacrifices that I made were minor. If I if I ever had to miss anything, I didn't miss anything too important. Um, uh, I just I don't think I mean, in retrospect, would I have done it? I don't know. I mean, I was motivated, but I was also kind of I was also pretty grounded. And I remember, you know, Matthew, one time we were trying to schedule a time to do something. And I told him how to softball tournament that weekend. And he, he kind of looked at my buddy who I had just gotten into the business. And he's like, do you play softball at all? Real sarcastic. And I'm like, bro, like. Softball was here oh. before you. It'll be here long after you're gone, man. So don't. Right. Don't exactly. make me speak. But they say this business is for everybody. Everybody can do this business. It's possible. <laughs> All you have to do is fucking talk to people. So how the fuck is skipping out on these events where you're fucking social at where a majority of uh, I mean, maybe not a much large majority for you, but a majority of maybe people mm. who invest their time in a hobby. That's where they're going to fucking find people for your cult. So why are you going to take <laughs> them away from that? That's exactly true. Cause see, like Amway was pitching pitches a lot of vitamins and things like that, rhodiola and, and all that. Now, I mean, I'll say rhodiola worked. I used it. It worked. It was good and it was natural. I I I, I liked some of Amway's products. I really did. Excess was really good. And but the softball tournaments were where you're that's your target audience. Cause a lot of those guys are into fitness and health and doing those kind of things. I mean, obviously some softball players aren't very healthy. They love they love to drink and, you know, smoke and but I mean, a lot of them are into fitness. A lot of guys are in the gym, just like me, you know, getting after it. So, I mean, that was a target audience. It's like, I, you almost feel like, do I want to go to a conference and hear you blabber on about the same stuff? Or am I going to go out there where the, the action is and try to get people in? You know, that was going to be one of my strategies was I had so many contacts in softball parks and where I covered high school sports, I was going to try to wholesale access to them. I couldn't because it wasn't competitive enough. I wasn't going to be able to make it work. But that was one of my strategies was to use that network that I had to right. get my products out there and get sales going. But if, if they had made their sales more, the, the conversation for their sales more competitive, people would want to join that, make it work. Yeah, yeah. 50 bucks for 12 bottles of water is not competitive. Oh my no. God. And especially like you have to know your demographics. People are like, you know, you need to get them to buy excess. And it's like people buy their monsters on their way to work at the gas station, you know, which is another thing I was going to try to, I even even had pitched the idea of getting excess in the gas stations of getting them to buy my wholesale from the gas stations. 
like, yeah, we probably don't want to do that because you'll be interfering with other people's businesses too, like other Amway distributors' business too. And it's like, nobody's going to buy 12 packs of excess and have it. They're, they're going to buy their energy drink on the way to work. Maybe more thrifty, but they're not. Th- you have to understand marketing trends and, yep. Yep. Yeah. you know. Wow. So what's funny is that you say that. I remember going to the coast. This was when I was in Amway. I went to, you guys are from Oregon, shout out, uh, Seaside. There is a small little store there where they sell like coffee and energy drinks. They had a like powdered canister of some sort of Amway product. And I was like, what? And so I got it because I was curious and I went back and I told my upline about it. They're like, oh, that is horrible. You should have reported them. Like they're not supposed to be doing that. Just going off about it. Now, I don't know what Amway's terms and conditions are. I'm not going to say do or don't do that. But what I am going to say is that they don't want people actually selling the stuff it feels like allegedly like they want you getting people they don't care about the sales because if they did amway would crack down on all of these alleged customers because let's be real people so amway has now um, implemented this 70 percent verified customer volume so what they have to do is they can no longer go in and create a customer they have to have a customer account with a verified phone number and a different email address. What do you think their upline's telling them to do? Oh, create it under your mom's name. Put their email address on there. Have it shipped to their house. But you're still buying it. You're the one who's still fronting the money for all of these different products. Despite the fact that you're spending a lot of money on softball and your different hobbies, have you ever once spent as much in one month for this hobby as you had in Amway? In one month? Yeah, I mean, like, if, if, if you count buying the bat or the roller bag, possibly, yes. But they were at different times. Like, I would have the... If you think about it in a yearly rate, would I have spent as much in a year in softball gear as I would have Amway? No. No. Right. I had... I mean, at one point when I was in college, I probably had, you know, with the bag and three bats, I had about three grand total with everything, like softballs, all the... You know, but that, that was purchased all over amounts of time. It was never... Really, at one point, I would say probably I have close to that now, but that was purchased over a period of years. You know, right. it, it was never like I never would have dropped the money on something that I would have dropped in Amway over here. No way with the hotel stays, the travels, the the conversation tickets, all the gas to go show the plane the weekly. No way. Even if I wanted to, and I mean, I'm, I was like I said, I mean, I I always said if I could afford it, I'd be a total bad whore. I would just buy every single bat that you know came across my eye. But I mean. No, no, I wouldn't have, you know, and that that's what's crazy because I mean, softball bats are 300 bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah so. they're not cheap, but mm-hmm. like you said, it's but it is an investment that lasts a long period of time. I'm spending $600 in one month on Ditto that does not last a long period of time. Maybe some of the skincare does, which I don't fucking like it. Sorry, Amway, I don't love your makeup, like, I'm not a fan of your products, but. When you're buying a $300 bat in an ideal world, that thing's going to last you a while. You're going to be able to maintain it. You're going to be able to use it for years to come. Well, actually, I, I confess to you, Danny, if I actually, with the amount of cuts I get on a bat, I put, I put well over, I put, I can put well over a thousand cuts on a bat between batting practice and all that. So, I mean, they bust a year, but they do have warranties. They do have warranties. So I do, I do bust that. I can get a brand new one if I bust it within a year. So, 
that's still $300 for right. one year. This yeah. is $7,200 for a mm-hmm. ditto a month. That's that's, that, that's, that's what nuts. I was spending. That's nuts. $600 a month. Yeah. That's for one year. That doesn't, like you said, count hotel stays, travel, mm-hmm. conferences, yep. everything else. And for you guys in URA, did you guys have weekly meetings that like cost money at the door? Um, no. We now we did have to meet um where I lived in Austin, Indiana. We would meet at IUS, which was about 30, 20, 25, 30 minutes away, was where I went to college. And we would meet and try to get on their free Wi-Fi because you know none of us had wi-fi and you know we we would all have to because we, we were from you know anywhere from louisville henderville we were from all over so we would all meet there for weekly business briefings you know which was really oh, just okay. weekly meetings with a speaker but we would have some kind of a meeting there and you know so we would spend they would cost gas money to go there unless you know you bummed yeah. a ride with someone so i remember i, wow. I told the story about how i I blew my knee out running a ground ball out to first base in a softball game. And then instead of going home and nursing my knee up, I went to a weekly business briefing all the way into Albany. And it felt like, you know, an ice pick had been stuck in my knee and I like, I couldn't take it no more. So I like, I had to leave early. And then my upline called me out on it. Matthew called me out on that later. That's right. That's right. You did tell us Mm -hmm. about that before, which that fucking shows dedication though. I mean, truly like, it's not like, people like you like me like everybody that i've spoken to we didn't go into this to bullshit we didn't go in there and not do what and do nothing like a lot of people who join amway they hit the ground running and they run as hard as they can for as long as they feel that they can now whether that's two months whether that's three months five ten years you're still putting in a lot of fucking effort it's really interesting that these leaders seem to think that these hobbies take away from your time in Amway when kind of like we talked about before in all reality that's where you're going to be around the most fucking people I mean even video games my significant other he plays with like six different people online now he's one of those like I don't go into gaming lobbies people but nevertheless he's still being social who can't hey hey so uh, I met this guy I mean we're sitting here playing a video game whatever right hey I met this guy you know I think you might you know you might want to meet him you know he's he's pretty cool he uh, he helped me make a little bit of extra money on the side why the fuck can't you do that while playing video games what is wrong with that or what's wrong with doing that in the like the dugout or next to this fucking person at the sporting event for god's sakes like, because that's what they hobbies. they want you to go out to the mall and just talk to random people Dude, like, if somebody comes up to me asking, I'm like, get away from me. I'm like, no, I don't know you. Right. You know, but that's I why, that's them. how Amway recruitment works. They recruit people you know. I knew Matthew. I knew his buddy that got me into the business. I'd known him for years. They were friends with my brother in high school. And they were good people. They still are good people. Right. You know, so you, you trust them. And I mean... Poor Matt, you know, I think he just really, he was so motivated and wanted to make it happen. He, re- I think he just believed in that dream. Yeah, totally. And, but the thing was, and that was, I did another piece about how Coach K would have been really good in this, in this kind of environment. Mike Krzyzewski, they call him Coach K. He, he retired. He's the basketball coach at Duke for wow. 30, 30, 40 years. I mean, he was just, he was there forever. He was there all my life. And what was funny was, that a lot of the upline, including Mr. Prince and some of the others, were coaches. And the person who recruited Matthew, our upline platinum, he was his coach. And I thought about how, you know, 
I was coaching freshman basketball at the time and I had a really good rapport with some of those kids. And it's like, I could influence them to do stuff like that. And it's, it seems to me like it's just kind of shitty that you would use your influence and, and the trust that they have in you to recruit them into that life, you know? And yeah. I mean, I don't know if he ever apologized, but I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I wonder if they're actually still in the business. I don't even know if they are, but you know, it's, wow. you know, cause they were, and that was what my mom said. I wanted to come back to that earlier. You know, I was really mad at Matthew. I really was. But my mom brought up a very interesting point. She said, he was convinced by someone who said, you were convinced by someone who knew what they were doing, just like he was convinced by someone who knew what they were doing. And I said, that's fair. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I mean, hey, your mom sounds way nicer than the way my dad put it. So shout out. Yeah, My my mom's a pretty nice lady. So that's awesome. We love Mm -hmm. it. But, but it's, a, I mean, it is a good point. And I like what you're talking about with coaches and the influence. And it's really, it is kind of scary when you think about it, the the influence that some of these people have. I mean, I've heard of teachers getting into this organization as well. And yeah, the that was, they were, they love teachers that they had. It's like, I've talked to ex teachers or, or people who are still teachers and it's, it's asking them the question of like how does it like now looking back what was it like seeing this and and one of one person she came on um anonymously um her and her husband and she was a music teacher and she knew um the girl antonia who came on who was recruited just before her senior year of high school like this girl was 17 years old and was in high school (laughs) while she was in the process and while she got launched into business. And the teacher was talking about the fact that it's really scary because of that influence that other people have. And one thing that you actually said too about people who were coaches, what's really interesting is none of my upline were coaches and you can fucking tell I was raised by a coach. So you you know the difference, right? And sure, there are some hard ass coaches and then there are some really great coaches. like. I was telling this to my kid. I'm like, you're going to have a coach at some period of time where you're either going to butt heads, but you're going to respect them. Like you have to respect all of them unless they're making you do something unethical or they're bad people. But none of my upline were coaches. The one guy who was a diamond, he wasn't a coach. He was a player. He was an NFL player. If you guys know, you know, I call him the football guy, him and his wife. And they had like a sick kid or whatever. I know who you're talking no, about. Cause I did. I, he was, he was mentioned in what was the, um, scratch claw fight scratch and claw your way to financial freedom i think he's i don't yeah. know if i can drop his name am i allowed to drop his name on the podcast or okay i will not drop his name but i do know who you're talking about he was a former pro football player yes yes yeah that guy but even the way that he spoke was not like a fucking coach okay mm-hmm. and i wonder if the people who had been above me have actually been coaches in their lives would they have acted differently would people who were actually like coaches to kids be in this business and be able to look people in the fucking eye I don't believe that I every coach that I've ever known who was actually like a good solid fucking human being I do not believe that they could sit into this organization and be able to continue manipulating other people as somebody who likes to coach what is your perspective on that well, I mean, because for me, it's like, you know, it's the use the word manipulate. As a coach, you don't use the word manipulate. You use the word motivate. 
you motivate your players to play better. You don't have to manipulate. If you have to manipulate your players to play better, or do something, man, then you're you're not you're doing it wrong. You know, I I encourage my kids to play. You know, I encourage my players to play physical, play hard, play determined. But there was always a you know a reason for that because we weren't going to win unless you did. And you know, a lot of people take that sick way of twist it. You know, it's like if you don't play, if you don't work hard, play hard. You know, and, and it's it, it honestly it, it upset me a lot. You know, when I thought about how, you know, when I talked about Coach K could have killed it in cultism, that was what the, you know, thing was, is because you have this influence over these kids. And I tell my kids, you know, I would always tell my kids, like, for example, I was in a coffee, in the coffee shop one day. I, I live in a small town where I coached. And, you know, I saw one of my players walking um, with his girlfriend down the street. And I messaged him. I said, walk on the side of the street. Gentleman walks on the side of the street. You know, that's what you want to use your coaching powers for good, you know, or you, you give them a good piece of advice. You know, you have a, a chance to influence somebody to do the right thing. I, I personally, and of course, I mean, a lot of people know me and know that integrity is a big thing with me. So, but I, I could never look my kid and, and deceive them, you know, to, to do something like this, unless I had done it myself, you know, like I, I, as a basketball, as a former basketball player, and I wasn't a great basketball player by any stretch of, of the, the word but i know that if you work hard and you play hard and you block out and you do these certain things you will be successful on the court i know what it takes to win as a coach so when i tell them to do that i'm doing that because i know what i'm talking about i know that if they do this they will succeed and you know we had a very we were a very down group but we we really we were six and twelve nothing big about that but with the team that we had Six wins was a big was a big thing for them to get six right. wins was huge, and we competed in a lot of others. We handed out just as many butt whoopings as we took. Those guys really overachieved because they learned just if you play hard and do the right things, good things are going to happen. You know, may not always work out the way we wanted to, but we can never say that we were a ter- we were just horrible. Our record was not good, but we weren't very good. We did about as right. good as we did about as good as any team with our talent level could have. They took a team. There was a team that beat us in December by thirty points. Turn right around, and then we lost by we had a last second shot to beat them and missed. You know, okay. so you know that when you tell them to do this, the progress will come. And that's the thing about Amway. These people really, there are people who follow that plan to AT and they get nowhere and broke. And that's, I mean, people, people have killed themselves in this business because they really put their heart and soul into something. And and people have lost, you know, I remember Zay and Melody talking, Zay had sold these like really expensive pair of Jordans that he loved just to like go to a conference. These people laid it all on the line for you and you took their money. And then when they left, you had nothing for them. You know, you, 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 Amway upline diamonds, emeralds, you leaders are pieces of shit. You really are. I'm sorry. That's not Christian, but you are, you are, you are pieces of shit because you know what you're doing. You know that you're not, you know that you're making most of your money off the gate off the tickets, off the tools, and these people are are hinging and they're looking at you, admiring you, and you're using you're using the influence in this way that you have to manipulate them into giving you more money. You know, it, it is far from me to ever condemn anyone, but I'm really gonna think you're gonna have a lot to answer for one day when you stand before Almighty God. One of the upline diamonds from the URA just passed away recently, and I just wondered what it was like when he stood in front of God. You know, and, and pre- you know, with a false gospel. You know, it's like listen. I'm a sinner just like everyone else. But what what they did using the influence they had, man, that that's just evil. It's pure right. evil. And for what? Money. Just for money. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> you can't take that with you when you go, boss. Right. And and they're quite literally ripping away your personhood. I mean, the mm-hmm. one thing that some people have is their hobbies for their mental health. This is my mental health. This is what helps me. I don't leave the house very often, but at the same time, I need an outlet. Otherwise, I will probably off myself. Just kidding. I make a lot of suicide jokes. If you're not down for that, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> either way, like I need something. And when I was in Amway, I had nothing. Like I was a mom. I was a I was a single mom at that time. I was paying my rent. I was paying my ditto. And I was paying childcare. All three of those cost the same fucking amount of money. $700 a piece. Okay. That's all to just survive. That doesn't include groceries. That doesn't include um, other electric like bills that I had to pay. My phone bill. My car insurance. Etc. Right. And I had nothing, nothing to keep me sane. I was supposed to just keep listening to audios and reading books. And I I didn't even have time to consider anything else. That literally killed me. By the time I was done with Amway, I was like ripped to shreds as a human because I was working three fucking jobs. Plus I was doing apps on the side. At the very least, if you're going to ask people to give up their time with their family, family events, funerals, oh my God. The least you could do was let them play fucking an hour of video games and stop criticizing them. Because what the fuck else are we supposed to do? We we can't just be robots. Nobody can survive as a fucking robot. I refuse to believe that. And, and it's, I mean, that's the whole thing about greed. You know, it, it, just, it just drives you. And I believe it takes over you. You know, it's a demon just like anything else, you know. But the fact of the matter is, is that you allowed it. You allowed your pursuit of greed to take over, you know, because the, and you know, I, I sometimes, you know, Mr. Prince has an Instagram and sometimes I go to it and I just, I'm like, you know, talking about how, I mean, of course he hasn't posted in like a year or something like that. It's, it was kind of weird. He hasn't posted. He's been dormant for a while, but they, they sit on here looking like this happy American family and just inspiring so many people. And it's like, you guys are lying to people. You are con men. And you you sell, I mean, it's like, what are you, how do your kids look at you with, with a sense of, you know, respect? You know, do, do you tell them the truth too? Do you lie to them? Do they think, oh, mommy and daddy are just really good business people? I mean, it's, it's to me, I just, oh my God, it's, you know, what goes around comes around in this life, man. You know, and I, I know that because I've suffered my own karma for the bad things I've done, you know, and. The difference is I try to grow from it and try to learn from it and plant better seeds along the way. But those people, I'm telling you, man, they just, they're gone, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, when, when, when I think about all of this, I, I think about, you know, like you said, immerse your life in this business. So if you guys don't remember, you guys haven't listened to it yet, please, please go listen to it. You guys, I had this girl named Ashley on. Ashley talked about her upline platinum. Her upline platinum gave her entire fucking life to this business for, I believe, a decade. She was, I want to say, platinum going ruby, or she was a ruby. This woman died, and her upline did not show up to her funeral. Her that her family had to create a GoFundMe because they needed they needed to. So what? the fuck was going on behind the scenes to where her family needed to create a GoFundMe account where she was supposed to be making all this money in Amway, right? But not only that, she gave her entire fucking life to her upline. She was on a texting basis with the guy who talks really fast parents, okay? 
If you guys aren't familiar with these people, they are like OGs in the business. If y'all who are in worldwide know who the guy talks really fast is, they're from Vegas, have twin daughters and a son or whatever, right? She was on a texting fucking basis with these people. They didn't show up for her. They All they did was say she died doing what she loved, which was this business. And they created a hashtag that said, do it for her. That is what they fucking did for her. That do it for her, i.e. I. buy more conference tickets to come and do it for her. Wow, using dead people to make money. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, but we're, we're about what to What a bunch of dude sports. nuggets, man. It gets dark, I'm telling you. It sucks. And and just kind of to, to wrap it all up here, the, the thing is, is that they criticize us for the things that we do because it takes away from our time in the business. But yet, when we give our life to this business, and like you had said, when we leave, they do not fucking care about us. Or if you die, they don't give a fuck. So why am I supposed to give up my hobby that actually I care about? And a lot of people that I meet are fantastic, amazing people that I love communicating with. And I they seem to care about me a little bit too. Why is that giving that up better than, than or why is giving that up the better option than staying in Amway when these people actually don't fucking care. They're only as good as your last conference ticket you bought. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I don't even remember what my, you know what? My last conference was uh spring leadership three days after I gave birth. Well, six days after I gave birth because my upline wow. coached me on when to give birth because I had to have a scheduled C-section. And then I had to go watch John Maxwell speak that next weekend. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I feel like I've lost part of my soul talking to you. <laughs> that is just so bad. This is, these people are so awful. Oh yeah. See these. I think I actually like... watched it. I think I watched a tape with John Maxwell on YouTube one time. It was about a twenty-five minute tape, twenty-five minute long video. And I just combed through the video and I finally commented, imagine being a big shot in this business. The upline diamond, you're you're balling, you're large and in charge. You spoke 25 minutes and didn't say one thing about how you got there. Yeah, it's interesting. I was God. mad when I found out that John Maxwell spoke for other MLMs because John Maxwell is not in Amway. I mean, he might be, but he definitely gets it his money from the lines him, of affiliation. He may not he gets be. The, him, but he, I mean, either way, you're right, though. The diamonds, they supposedly have all this wisdom. Like, we go up to them, right? And we flock them as if they're going to breathe wisdom onto us. And we record everything that they say. But they don't say shit. They give us word salad. That is what a narcissist does. They give you word salad to convince That's you good. that what you're hearing is valid. It's not valid. They're gaslighting you into thinking that you're you're hearing things. But they're repeating the same shit just a different fucking way. Oh, I remember when when Mr. King, who was our our crown founder, gets up there, and I'm like, okay, it's time to learn now. It's time to you know hear how he did, and he he talked about this joke he pulled on a guy where he used jalapenos instead of you know, and told him it was relish. And I'm like, what the freaking frick does this have to do with how you got to become a crown? Then he talked about there's high tide and low tide. Don't quit during the low tide. Oh wow, Captain Obvious. Then is you know. Wife tried to tell a story about Navy SEALs that like felt 30 yards shy of making any sense at all. It's like, what the F? Can you please tell me how you became a diamond so I can apply this to my business? And it's the whole time. It's just you go back over the notes. It's like, and then I, I remember I, I the guy next to me when there was one of our, our recent diamonds, his wife was talking about this raccoon that only ate glazed donuts that lived in their attic and would only eat glazed donuts. 
It, I mean, she was just, I thought she was on drugs. I think she was on drugs. She must have been on like Xanax or something. And she was off, she was off the meds for sure. And I remember just putting three question marks next to my buddy and showing it to him. And he goes, well, this is more like wisdom. I'm like, dude, if I want wisdom, I'll talk to my grandfather, man. I'm Tell me how to make some freaking money. So I actually think oh. it was hidden right there in front of you, how he built the business. This guy who convinced his friend that, that jalapenos were relish. That's called manipulation. That's how he fucking did it. He threw in a sprinkle of truth. You're sharp. You're good. You're good, Danny. You're good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> that's That's good. I didn't even realize that, man. Wow. It's right there. They they sprinkle. I swear to God, narcissists are good at that. They will they'll sprinkle a little bit of truth into their vast majority of lies. It's wild to me just the things that these people on stage oh. will have us convinced of. Yeah, he was he was known to be a jokester, practical joker, you know, and you wow, you caught that, man. That was really good. I thought he was just up there babbling about nothing and you're like, dang, sharp as attack, Danny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so you I got really th- you've got you. things down to uh X's and T. <laughs> oh, hey. oh. <laughs> got my dad joke in. No, it's good, it's good. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, do you have any last words for our listeners? Some actual wisdom? Um, you know, if you and I said this on the other one, you know, if you're if you're looking into getting into this business, sometimes it's like a hot stove. You know, we can tell you not to touch it, but you're just going to have to burn your finger off before you really learn. But I, I will say this, you know, I got into that business to try to make money, just like Matthew got into the business to try to make money, just like everybody in our group got in that business to try to make money. All I'm saying is, and, and go check out my, you know, I'm shameless plug here, go check out my blog, The Financial Jonestown, and just read up on it a little bit. And necessarily, when you go to your first conference or when you go into these meetings, just look for what we're talking about. Look for those red flags. And my thing is, don't try to don't try to deny it don't try to rationalize it man because there's too many people who've lived it and you know i don't i don't want you to end up getting in that in that trap manipulation where you're losing money you know invest in your hobbies because you know what those hobbies are good for your mental health and in today's times man mental health is is everything right now so god bless you and you know forgive me for the language that i used at times you know but and all the all the Amway Upline emeralds and diamonds are douche nuggets. And go. what what was the guy's name that was physically abusive, Robert or whatever? Robert, yeah. Yeah, Robert, you're a punk ass bitch. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you again. I I really really do appreciate it. And you guys, if you guys want to come on here and talk about Amway, or if you guys don't want to talk about Amway, you guys have another cult or MLM you guys want to talk about, or if you guys are a survivor of any sort of trauma that you want to come and discuss you guys want to be like taylor here please email me at d-a-n-i at x's and t podcast.com you're still welcome to dm me on instagram at x's and t dot podcast you guys can find me on tiktok with that same handle we're finally getting shit up on youtube so go check that out go subscribe finally got i'm slowly getting more and more episodes put up there we have a lot more now than we did before um but you guys can find me on spotify Apple Music and everywhere podcasts are heard. So we will catch you guys in the next episode.